Hey guys, you've tuned in to another episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. On this week's show, we're going to continue the talks of this coming waterfowl season as we're gearing up for a new season here in Louisiana. We got some updates from wildlife and fisheries that may interest you that are going on currently, as well as we're going to fill you in on a scouting trip that we took down to one of our public WMAs here this past week. So we'll give you a teal report. We'll let you know what the conditions are looking like in the field. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. We hope you'll stay tuned with us on this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Let's go. Well, good afternoon, boys and girls. This is Jacob Robery, your host of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Man, hope everybody's having a great week. I know you're grinding like I am more than likely. And uh, we're trying to make it through August so we can get into hunting season. A lot of us are starting to starting to wind down on a little bit of fishing even though the fishing reports have been you know phenomenal it's been like that for the last two months um, a lot of us are starting to get ready and prep like we talked about in a couple of previous episodes for this upcoming hunting season whether or not you're getting ready to do some bow hunting maybe do some squirrel hunting in the beginning of october or you're looking to do some teal hunting next month when we open up here in the state um, if you like i am we have the bug we, we're ready to go so um, a lot been going on over the last couple of days. It's, uh, you know, we talk about the temperature. We opened up the, the show the last couple of episodes talking about how hot the temperatures were. And we still have the hot temperatures right now, guys. But I have to talk about weather because that plays a lot into what we can expect for this upcoming season. And, uh, you know, the news as of this morning, we're sitting here on a Thursday afternoon here in the studio and, and the news that uh is making headlines this morning in regards to weather is next week they are projecting two two storms to enter the gulf of mexico so for those of us down south specifically texas you know your east texas um south louisiana um who knows where, where this these these storms might go hopefully they'll they'll you know change direction of what they're anticipating right now and we could get these things to stay offshore and not affect any of us. Um, that's what we can hope and pray for. But the forecast looking at it right now is not looking that way. It looks like we're going to have a tropical depression from what they're showing right now as early as Sunday. And then possibly a hurricane hitting landfall sometimes around Tuesday of next week. So, guys, I have to say, uh, that's not something that any of us are glad to hear. I'm sure many of you are the same way. We definitely don't want a hurricane, you know, at all, much less as we're getting ready to open up hunting season, till season, just a couple of weeks away here in South Louisiana, or across Louisiana um, as a state as a whole. Um, and, you know, we have a report for you in this show about, you know, teal, kind of what the teal outlook. We took a scouting trip, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I'll fill you guys in on what we saw. Um, but, you know, the last couple of weeks when we talked, it was just heat, heat, heat in the forecast. Um, you didn't have no break, high humidity rates. But you look at the temperatures we had this week, and you waking up in the morning, we're, we're in the low, you know, 70s. Um, you know mid up up to the mid and upper part of the 70s and it's warming up during the day but it hasn't been quite as humid as it has been over the last several weeks been having um you know not a whole lot of rain here at least in south part portion of the state we haven't had a ton of rain in the afternoons um so you know it's been pretty pretty calm for the most part 
And it seems like that first break that we usually get every year is what kind of drives those teal down to uh, to the south part of, of, of the United States. And they start showing up in the rice fields, um, and that's always a good thing. So we got that little slight break in the temperatures. Even though it's nothing significant, it's enough to bring those blue-winged teal down. Um, a lot of times you'll get those male blue-winged teal show up first, and then it'll start kind of piling in. We'll get more birds as we go along. So, uh, But anyway, we'll talk about that. But the weather forecast for next week as of right now, guys, is not something that that uh, we want to hear. It's not great news heading into next week. So like I said, hopefully we can keep these storms away. If, we, if they do come through, we don't have a whole lot of devastation. Everybody stays safe. Mother Nature spares us. And, uh, and we can go about our business and, and make it through this hurricane season. So I'm looking forward to that. But, guys, uh, got a lot of good feedback. I appreciate everybody who tuned in to last week's show. Um, we had our guest, Robert Rogers, who's a good friend of mine from uh, West Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, Robert joined us on the show last week, and he had a lot of good insight um, to, um, you know, we talked about agriculture, planning uh, habits now for waterfowl and kind of how that affects us. And Robert talked about a lot of good areas, uh, you know, up and down the flyway that he's familiar with, that he was able to share some good information with. And as always, guys, we had a lot of good comments come in after the show. Um, you always get, you always get your, your, your haters, I guess you could call them. Um, you, you have your guys saying, you, you know, making comments, but that's going to happen. That's part of the game when you get into podcasting and sharing information with other guys. Um, but you know what? You don't sweat it. You keep moving forward, man. And, and we do what we do because we love it. <clears throat> Everything we say is not 100% take it to the bank as far as guaranteed facts. A lot of it has to do with opinions, guys, just like many of you have opinions. Um, so when we discuss topics, it's not always, we're not saying it's a hundred percent fact or that's the way it is set in stone. A lot of times it's just simply our opinions and, and, it, and it's camp talk. It's camp talk. It's the same talks that we have sitting around the campfire during hunt camp during the season. And we enjoy recording this, these shows and bringing it to you guys because a lot of you are just like us. You're waiting for the season to kick up. And during the season, you fired up about it. You want to hear and listen to other hunters' experiences. And we really enjoy doing this podcast because of that. It's the main reason that we started it. But the uh, the amount of support that we have received lately has been absolutely amazing, guys. Our podcast, thanks to you guys, was named as one of the top podcasts to listen to for outdoorsmen on some of our on one of our major streaming platforms that it streams on um, and we got notified of that at the end of last week so we really really appreciate that um, and we couldn't do it without you guys that tune in on a weekly basis so if you have buddies who are interested in listening to podcasts or you know the whole social media thing everybody's connected to social media in some form or fashion nowadays guys we have a youtube channel with over 60 you know vlogs on our youtube channel um from us from doing everything from hunting to you know uh <clears throat> tips and gear reviews as far as fishing reports in the off season we kind of do it all um we're involved in the outdoors all the time throughout the year so we try to share those experiences with you guys so visit our youtube channel if you haven't done that on the last stop waterfowl outdoor tv we have some good content up there and we're working on improving that i'm learning a lot on the video side of things 
um, and I'm trying to improve and make that that experience a lot better for those of you who are tuning in. Um, Facebook has been our our, our our number one go to since uh, we started our our freelance you know uh, concept of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors years ago. We do a lot up on our Facebook page. We also uh, this week we did some TikToks. Jackson's been working on on adding some TikToks in. Uh, so just social media in general, Instagram, that's another one. We, we meet a lot of cool people on Instagram, a lot of fellow waterfowl hunters on Instagram, and it, we really enjoy it. Um, so it's a great thing, in my opinion, if you use it right and you respect everybody. It's a, it's a great asset. You meet so many people, make a lot of great relations relationships across the United States of other fellow waterfowl hunters who are really excited about the sport like we are. So thank you guys. That's the main point for tuning in to those shows. And we're going to be getting Robert back on. Uh, we're trying to set something up for next week with Robert. Um, hopefully we can, we can set aside the time for us to coordinate and get together. And uh, we're going to start having Robert come on the show with us on a regular basis because we're both diehard waterfowl hunters. And he has a lot of good information he can share with other people too. So hope you all enjoyed it. It looks like you all did. And uh, we're going to continue doing that, guys. Um, so yeah, guys, this week, basically we, uh, we took, uh, you know, during the week, a lot of times, even though we're working pretty much every day, we still are in some form of fashion, um, you know, doing something with the outdoors when we get home in the afternoons or, or at night we're working on, you know, collecting information for the next podcast. Um, so there was some announcements that, that were made this week, guys, that I want to share with everybody who's tuning in this week. Um, a few weeks ago, if you listened to the previous episode, we did, where does all that money go? Um, we talked about, you know, funding and projects that are occurring throughout the state that are funded by certain areas such as Ducks Unlimited, maybe Delta Waterfowl, uh, private entities that may be fundraising for waterfowl person, uh, conservation in the state. Um, and wildlife and fisheries oftentimes plays a huge hand in those projects that occur. Well, Wildlife and Fisheries released a statement this week of a new project that's just been completed recently that uh, is, is something that I want to bring to your attention. For those of you who hunt the Venice area, which I know a lot of guys, a lot of my personal friends hunt Venice throughout the year, um, the, they have completed a project down in Venice this, this uh, over the last couple of weeks um, in the Pasalucha Recreational Area that are going to be some vast improvements over what we've had in that area um, in the last decade or so. So the funding for this particular project, once again, guys, as it as was the case with a couple other projects, a lot of this funding came from the BP oil spill that occurred and the state had money awarded to it. Um, we're looking at almost, I think, almost 10 years since the BP oil spill occurred. And this project here in Pasalucha that's just been completed was uh, a portion of that funding came from the BP oil spill and the money that they received from that. Um, the Louisiana Coastal Protection and Rec Restoration Authority, and partnered with Wildlife and Fisheries, announced the completion of two recreational use projects in the Mississippi River Delta. The Pasalucha Wildlife Management Area Campground Projects improve five campgrounds owned and operated by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in the Pasalucha area. So that's a that's a huge deal guys because if you are a public land hunter and you like to go down to Venice and hunt 
and you stated the campground areas that they've had before, it wasn't very much, guys. It was pretty much a, a grass cut lot. <coughs> that um, that that's that's all that was there. A couple of tables, um, not a whole lot there. Well, what they did is they came in on this project, guys, and they added a boat dock to the uh, to the campground, to where you could pull up and you could house several boats tied up overnight. Um, just a super nice facility. They built up the the ground that way. It's on higher ground. Better irrigation, better, you don't have to worry about it flooding or anything being damaged if you do get caught in a storm. So the facilities are quite a bit of an improvement over what they have been in the past, guys. And this is, once again, you're looking at Plaquemines Parish. Um, a lot of that money is going back into this uh, project to improve the Pasalucha wildlife uh, campgrounds. So good news there. Glad to see it going back into our, uh, our our facilities that we can utilize as outdoorsmen and as hunters, um, even if you want to take a fishing trip down there and you're not utilizing it to hunt, um, it's a great place to maybe take a camping trip, do some bass fishing, do some saltwater fishing, and uh, and have a good time with your family in, in a nice facility. So that's, that's good news. Glad to hear that. Wanted to share it with you guys. Um, another thing that was released is every year we have a tax-free holiday, guys, heading into hunting season. So it was announced this week by um, the state, by the state of Louisiana, that the Second Amendment tax holiday will occur this year again. Um, I know there's been talks over the last couple of years saying that the state wasn't in a real good position financial-wise. When are they ever, if you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but there's been talks that they were you know, thinking about doing away with the Second Amendment. Uh, tax holiday weekends... So I'm glad to see that they're going to continue it this year. Um, the Second Amendment tax holiday weekend is scheduled to take place on September 4th and 5th. So that's right around, I believe, uh, is that Labor Day weekend? I'm not sure. I'd have to double check. But I think that's right around Labor Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So um, the guidelines basically says that anything pertaining to hunting or related items will pay only 445 percent state sales tax on the total purchase so what they're eliminating there is no local sales tax so if you live in ascension if you live in baton rouge if you live in opelousas you live in monroe you're not going to pay local sales tax only state sales tax on whatever the total purchase price is of those of those products so that's really uh that's really a nice break especially if you purchase in big items like, you know, your ATVs, your UTVs, maybe a new duck hunting boat uh, for the season, or are you looking at maybe purchasing a mud motor for the upcoming season? Those big purchases is where, where it really pays off. Or maybe you're trying, to, you're trying to stock up your duck camp or your hunt camp. You're looking at buying some deer stands, uh, loading up on cases of shells for the upcoming season. When you start tallying up all that stuff, and you get that tax break on top of it, it saves you quite a bit of, of money over the long haul. So it's good to see that that's going to happen. Also, those of us who are looking to purchase firearms, you know, those high dollar ticket items, anything that's related that you could relate to hunting, um, you know, it's going to apply to this. So that's that's really a, always a nice break that you get if you're looking to load up on some new gear for the upcoming season. So those two things were, were brought up this week. Um, and another another thing that I came across, guys, doesn't pertain to waterfowl hunting, but um, 
most of us who waterfowl hunt, we hunt other species as well. So for all the small game hunters, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is also going to host a squirrel hunting seminar for beginners. So uh, that's going to be something that they're going to provide at no charge. And this is great for the kids, guys. If you have a youth hunter that you're looking at, uh, you know, trying to work with and educate them on the sport, on how to operate, um, you know, on a squirrel hunt and how to, you know, take care of themselves on a hunt and be safe with other hunters. Um, this is what the seminar is going to focus on. So the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishes is going to hold a squirrel hunting seminar for beginners. And that date is going to be September 19th is what they're looking at. The event is dubbed, it's going to be titled as Squirrel Hunting 101. And it'll be held at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Waddell Wildlife Refuge in Baton Rouge from 8 till noon on September 19th. So once again, the title of it, if you want to look it up, it's on Wildlife and Fisheries website. We also have it posted on our Facebook page uh, with a link to all the information you need. But it's titled Squirrel Hunting 101. The key date is going to be September 19th. And it's going to be from 8 a.m. till noon at the Waddell Wildlife Refuge in Baton Rouge. So I'm not too familiar where that's located at, but I believe that's not too far from Wildlife Fisheries main office in Baton Rouge, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that's going to be available. That's a really good event. Um, it does. Now, a couple of key notes on that. Let me touch base on that. It says masks will be required for those attending the seminar. And of course, social distancing protocols will be in effect. Uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, pretty much same thing that you hear everywhere you go. Um, some of the key things that they're going to focus on will be proper equipment needed, firearm selection, rules and regulations, outdoor navigation, and hunting opportunities. Uh, so I really like that. I really like how they're going to touch on some of the hunting opportunities that are provided by the state to where if you're interested in, you know, into getting into squirrel hunting, they're going to break down some of the better areas for you to focus in on, maybe some of the, the better WMAs for squirrel hunting. And uh, if you have a youth or you're an adult that wants to get into it for the first time, they're going to break down everything you need to know um, to keep yourself safe and your children safe if you're looking to get into the sport of squirrel hunting, small game hunting. So that's another great thing that's being provided by the state guys. So a lot of times I know we talk about what they don't do right, but in this situation, there's some things that are, have been going on. I'm trying to bring to your attention that uh, have been really good. The state is participating in and offering to us as outdoorsmen. So guys, I'm going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, I'm just going to give you a rundown. We have a, uh, like I mentioned in the opener, we do have a till report. I have a till report for you guys. Um, we took a trip out this week and I'm going to tell you where we went, what we, uh, what we saw and what to expect if you head into that area. And uh, we'll talk about some other stuff that we uh, we just did this week uh, just to get ready for this upcoming hunting season. So stay tuned. You're listening to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. All right, welcome back, guys. Well, I talked about this week, uh, you know, usually during the week, even though we're working, you know, five, right now with my job, we're working six days a week pretty much. So very limited on the time that I have off up until October. And then once October hits, I kind of start my, my majority of off time when squirrel season opens up. That opening weekend, which is the first weekend in October, from that point on, um, I start trying to gear a lot of my time off around hunting dates and hunting season, as many of you do. 
But uh, this week after work, me and Jackson took a trip. We needed to pick up some gear. And I, uh, we, we took a trip out to Bass Pro Shops here in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And uh, wanted to just kind of go check out the waterfowl section. I love this time of year when the, when the big stores um, and even your local stores, like your Bowie Outfitters and your, uh, you know, your local sporting goods. Those of you guys up north, the Spotted Dog over in Columbia, you, you know, all your stores like that start gearing up on all the new product that is coming out for the hunting season. And uh, we took, me and Jackson took a trip over to Denham Springs, went to Bass Pro, kind of wanted to see what they had out there, see what kind of decoy selection they had. And uh, we actually shot a, uh, a little vlog video that's up on our YouTube channel. If you, For those of you who aren't from Louisiana and you want to see... Um, you know, the Denham Springs Bass Pro location uh, here in Louisiana, as far as the waterfowl section goes, they have some really cool vintage pictures in their waterfowl section. Um, it, it, it's almost like you're walking into a, a, a hunting lodge, the way they have it set up. Um, and it's, it's, it's really nice. They have some hand-carved wooden decoys that are in there situated with some really nice old vintage uh, waterfowl pictures and stuff. Uh, so we shot a video. We shot a little, uh, a little short video that we posted up on our YouTube page of that location. If you want to check it out, it's up on our YouTube page under Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoor TV. And we'll have it labeled as, uh, you'll see Bass Pro Denim Springs. And uh, some really cool some really cool stuff that, that we wanted to share with everybody as far as the uh, the hand-carved decoys and all that type of stuff. I'm an I'm a, I'm a old-fashioned, I have a, a passion for the old vintage-style hunting, uh, waterfowl hunting, like a lot of you guys probably do. And that type of stuff interests me. I'm really interested in, in, in following that type of stuff. Um, so it's always pretty cool, to, pretty cool to see that. And Bass Pro and Denim Springs did a really good job. I found with that with decorating that that waterfowl section that they have in that particular store. Um, and Jackson enjoys going there and taking a look at it. Um, so it's pretty cool. But we we checked out. We wanted to see what new gear was out there. And I have to admit, they they haven't really got all their stock in for the new year. Um, they had a, they had all the decoys filled up, um, and, and guys, one of the decoys that's really catching my attention, and maybe y'all could comment uh, on a, on the uh, podcast here in the comments, or you could do it on our social media pages. But one of the, you know, I don't need decoys at all right now whatsoever because I'm so stocked up really right now over the last couple of years. I, I kind of threw out the old decoys, and I purchased a lot of new ones. But one of the decoys that's really catching my attention is these lifetime decoys that are out there. And those of you who listen to this show, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, lifetime makes a decoy that's actually a, um, a um, it's an EVA foam it's made out of, which they're not the first ones that uh, that did that. There was a company way back years ago that, that did a version similar to that. But uh, Lifetime is the only company that I'm aware of right now that has an EVA foam uh, 100% EVA foam decoy out on the market. And these things, guys, I have to admit, I looked at them at Bass Pro. They look really good. They're realistic. The paint scheme looks looks real good on them. Uh, they're lighter weight than your typical plastic decoys. Um, they do have where you a, a weight system in them where you could take the weight out of them or you could keep the weights in them. Uh, but it's really a cool a cool item. I like the way those decoys look. And, and even though I don't need decoys, it's been kind of killing me. I, every time I, I, I come across them, I want to pick some up. Now, they're, they're a little pricey. I'll have to admit that you're looking at a half dozen for 100 bucks. 
And I don't know if the if the 2021 versions didn't jump up to maybe like 110 bucks this year. So you're looking you're looking at a pretty expensive decoy. But guys, it's it's a pro grade of decoy. So if you're looking to, you know, add a pro grade line of decoys to your spread, something that you don't have to replace every year, or every two years, check these out. They they are pretty cool. Um, if you haven't already seen them, they're uh, lifetime decoys and uh, flex float. I think is what they call them, lifetime flex float decoys. And last year when they came out, they made a big a big splash at Shot Show. Um, the Mallards were the, the only ones that they had released last year, I believe. Or maybe they had a, a line of widgeon with them. But this year, they added a couple of new lines of species of ducks. I know they have some black ducks that are available. Um, and that's something I've been thinking about adding to the spread. But I took a good look at those, like I, I mentioned, at Bass Pro. And I'm intrigued by those guys. I kinda, so let me know if you maybe in the comments you have them or if you've hunted over them. Um, what you think about them because they seem like they would they would last many many years as as long as you take care of them or or hell they're made to take take quite a bit of abuse so i'm interested to see if any anybody out there is hunting over those decoys at the moment because i'm thinking about buying some myself um another another product guys just to mention this and, and i'm doing a lot of small talk right now but another product that that has caught my interest is i went over to my local academy uh, where I work at in, in Hammond, Louisiana, we have an academy right down the road from my job. Um, and a lot of times during a lunch break, I'll, I'll swing by academy, pick up, you know, little odd and end things that we need during hunting season. Uh, but I went over to the ammunition section. I was kind of checking out the shells just to see with till season coming up next month. I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to pick up maybe another box or two of, uh, of till shot, maybe some six shot. And, uh, and just to make sure I got enough because my other shells are at the camp right now and I couldn't remember exactly how much I had left. But uh, guys, I don't know if y'all seen these. You probably have if you've been to Academy or you have an Academy that you, you frequently visit. But Academy has a line of shells that they put out a couple of years ago called the Monarch line. Um, and these I started researching these shells last year and I was thinking, oh, it's just another cheap... Uh, you know a cheap brand crap shot shell not gonna be any good well one day when i was at academy last year i picked up the box and i was reading to see maybe where they who manufacture them or or where they came from and what i what i discovered is that these shells guys are actually manufactured in italy uh, so the monarch brand that academy sells as their brand of ammunition is manufactured at least the shot shells are in italy and um I was told, or and I also read something that said that uh, it's the same factory that makes Fiocchi and a couple of other brands. So is that true? I'm not 100% sure if that is true. But most of the stuff Italian made is usually pretty good quality. So I have to say, guys, I picked up, you know, I'll, I'll shoot everything from heavy metal usually to blindside, Winchester blindside normally. But the price was so good on these at Academy last year. That I picked up some number two shot for later in the season, uh, when those birds, you know, had more plumage on them and they were they were starting to get thicker feathers. I picked up uh, a couple of boxes of number two shot last year, and I, I I used them on a couple of hunts, guys. And I have to be honest, they were they were phenomenal. They cycled really really well through my gun, through my Franke gun that I shoot. Um, I tried them through a uh, a pump shot gun, um, and they they cycled real well through that as well. So I shot, you know, through a semi-auto. I shot through a pump. No problems with them. 
And at the end of the season, I had shot those for probably the last month, month and a half of the season. Um, when I took my gun down, I broke it down to clean it all up. I have to say they burn pretty clean. So I, I was kind of surprised by that. I had saw some reports that saying, oh, they're dirty. Uh, it leaves your gun filthy. But, I, you know, guys, when you read those reviews, a lot of times people just put that whenever they see a, a shell's inexpensive, they assume it's crap. I know I do that. I'm guilty of it sometimes. But I have to say these Monarch shells that I, I, I shot and I used in the field last year were pretty solid. Um, Price-wise, you cannot beat them, I have to admit. I think a box of number twos I paid last year was like $11.99 a box maybe. Um, so you're talking as compared to what we should, when we're shooting you know, heavy metal and heavy shot and blindside, all these other brands. I mean, this is you could buy two or three boxes for what you pay for one box. So the point of this is I went over to Academy last week. I dropped in there looking for some teal shot. And in the past, I've shot during teal season. A lot of times I'll shoot Kent teal steel, you know. And I have to admit, Kent's not, in my opinion, not the cleanest burning shell. And it's considered one of the premium shells, you know, um, or at least mid-grade. Um, and I've always found that it's pretty dirty, you know, for, for, for being one of the, the big brands out there. So I went expecting to get some, some Kent teal steel. Um, and I realized that the Monarch line this year released a, uh, a line of teal shot. So I was thrilled to see that. Um, they had about five or six boxes on the shelf. I guess they had maybe uh, got a few boxes stocked on the shelf because if you've been to any gun store lately, you'll know how bad it's been with uh, as far as having stock and ammunition and all that goes. So, you know, right now I figured, I said, hey, I'm going to go check them out. Uh, it's early enough. I might be able to grab some while they have it in stock before the season really kicks off and you won't be able to find stuff. So, guys, Monarch, uh, like I said, released a teal or a teal shot. I mean, I call it teal steel. It's a it's a teal shot steel shot shell that uh, they selling under the Monarch brand this year. If you go to Academy, they they actually have a blue wing teal picture on the front of it, um, and it's a it's number six shot, twelve gauge high brass, and uh, I think it was ten bucks for a box of it. So that's pretty hard to pass up, especially for teal season. Because, you know, let's be honest, teal season, if this weather stays like it is, most of us are going to make maybe a couple of hunts during teal season and we're going we're gonna, to, you know, call it quits and wait wait on big duck season. So $10 a box, you really can't go wrong, guys. <coughs> if it produce, if it performs, I'm sorry, like the, the number two shot that I bought and tried and hunted with last year, then, guys, you can't go wrong. So I highly would recommend checking them out uh, for 10 bucks. Hell, you can't go wrong at all. But I'd be interested once again. I'd like to know if any of you have been using the Monarch brand. Have you had good luck with it? Have you? Have, is it crap? Has it not performed well? Because I've seen certain shells perform, you know, differently in, in different guns throughout the years. Maybe my two guns, it, it worked well. And maybe for you, it didn't, depending on what you shoot. So I'd, I'd love to know if, if it is. Uh, but going back to, you know, trying to pick up some new gear for the season, guys. Um, right now, if you are in the Baton Rouge area, Denham Springs, Ascension, any of those areas, and you take a trip over to Bass Pro, um, I was able to luck out on some clearance items over at Bass Pro in clothing. Uh, Bass Pro has a, a couple of clearance racks right now over in the hunting section upstairs. And, uh, guys, I was super thrilled. I picked up a Drake jacket, not not one of the heavy Drake coats like we, you know, the three or four in ones. This was the uh, 
I forgot what it was called exactly, but it's the it's the throwover half zip uh, shell jacket. It's I think they have a certain name for it, but it's a shell style jacket, hundred percent waterproof. Usually, I think the MSRP on the tag was like one hundred sixty nine dollars, and I was able to pick one up for uh, for seventy nine bucks. So I was I was really excited about that. Uh, also, I needed a new pair of knee boots, guys, um, and I, I went with a red-headed pair, um, just similar to, like, the mug design, you know, the upper-end neoprene rubber bottom sold to them. They had a really good sale on those if you need some, some uh, knee boots right now, just some general knee boots for hunting season. Um, they have those on sale right now at Bass Pro for $59.99. It's, it's their redhead brand, which is Bass Pro's own brand. Um, so those are on sale right now. I picked up a couple of those. And uh, was able to get a couple of a couple of good items on sale. So, don't think it's too early, guys. If you're looking right now, hell, go hit those stores up. Try to get those bargain deals that you can right now. Me and Jackson were able to do so and uh, saved us quite a bit of money in doing that. But I was really fired up with the uh, the Drake shell jacket that I picked up. That's you guys know how expensive the clothing is nowadays, and you know, but it does go a long way. The price tag, you pay for the good stuff, you're gonna get good stuff typically. And Drake's always been. Very good, very good quality for the most part on most of their products I've, I've always used. So another cool thing we did, guys, before we get into the uh, the teal report, uh, me and Jackson actually sat down this week. We filmed a uh, another video for our YouTube channel at the house. A lot of us, uh, you know, at the end of the season, we typically kind of throw all our stuff in our blind bag and we, we pack it up. We throw it in, you know, our, our, our sheds or our garages. And, uh, and we don't usually grab that stuff until we get ready for the following season comes around. We go back, grab that stuff. So what we did, we, we thought it'd be kind of fun. Jackson wanted to do a video to get up on our YouTube channel this week. So, uh, we did, a, we, we kind of did a, uh, a, a, an unboxing, I guess, or not, you know, not really an unboxing, but what we did was we pulled out our, our blind bags from the end of the season last year. And, uh, we did a, a, a video on what gear we still had in our bags and uh you know a lot of our hunting at the end of last season we were doing out of the boat we, we were we have a boat blind on the boat and uh we were doing quite a bit of hunting so what we did was we had converted our blind bags to actually buckets where we could utilize the buck five gallon buckets with the swivel tops with a pad on them we could use them for seating inside the boat and uh also double up as storage and you can fit quite a bit of gear in there guys so we did, we kind of went through both our, our blind buckets and uh, uh, we kind of showed you guys and shared with you guys what we had left over in there uh, from the following season to just to give us an idea of what we need to pack up and, and replenish this year as we get ready to head into the season. And uh, it was kind of funny just for us to see the differences in what we had and some of the stuff we had the same. Jackson, hell, Jackson had a full bag of Cheetos. Uh, in there that was unopened which if you know Jackson and you've hunted with our crew before Jackson will eat you out of house and home he's 11 years old he's hitting that growth spurt age where he's get, he's growing he's getting bigger and uh he will absolutely snack you to death on a hunting trip so uh we had some fun with that if you guys want to check that out go to our YouTube page once again it's last stop waterfowl outdoor tv uh, if you search that in YouTube, you'll get all our videos pop up and you'll see the video we did this week with the, un the unboxing of the blind bags. So we had fun with it. He had a blast and Jackson's really getting into the camera, the, the TV side of it with me now. He's starting to, starting to get a big interest in that and, and the social media stuff and for all the good reasons. So I'm all for it guys. It's really, it's really a good thing. So, 
All right, guys, well, we're going to take a quick break here, and as we head into the final segment, I'm going to give you guys a promised report on a, a trip that we took out to do some scouting this past week and fill you guys in on what we saw, so stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back to Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Once again, I'm your host, Jacob Robery, and guys, we are talking waterfowl and prep for this upcoming season. And uh, as we all know, and we talked about, we announced uh, the dates on one of our previous episodes. We have teal season here in Louisiana set to open next month. Or, uh, hell, we, we're all the way mid past mid-August uh, right now. Uh, so we're just a couple of weeks away from teal season opening here in Louisiana uh, up around September 12th. So, guys, we talked about it earlier in the show. You know, oftentimes we start to get that slight break in the weather where you, you get a little bit cooler nighttime temperatures, and that's right around the time those, those blue wing rockets start showing up down south and uh, along the Gulf Coast, especially here in Louisiana. And uh, this week we kind of got a jump on it. This past weekend uh, I was off. I, had, I, had, I was off on Sunday, and I, I – me and Jackson got together and Hudson, my youngest son, and we said, hey, let's uh, let's take a trip out to the camp, kind of check on things. And we're also going to uh, swing by South Forum, which is a, uh, a, a complex located as part of the uh, Sherbin Wildlife Management Area, which many of you who listen to the show, you're familiar. We, we hunt Sherbin quite a bit. We have a camp out there off of Whiskey Bay in the Chafalaya Basin that butts up the Sherbin Wildlife Management Area. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with that area, You'll, you'll be very familiar with the South Forum Complex. Um, we've talked about it in, in previous shows. The South Forum Complex is a section of the wildlife management area <coughs> Excuse me. That is, uh, that is dedicated towards waterfowl hunting during waterfowl season. It is managed for waterfowl, and, uh, and it's a lottery hunt system during big duck season. Um, it's, it's, they, they hold lottery hunts on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on Saturdays. Uh, the only difference is on Saturdays, you have to be drawn and picked for the lottery, um, ahead of the season via a mail-in process that you have to be handpicked for the Saturday hunts. Um, now for the Tuesday and for the Thursday hunts, you do not have to be, uh, picked ahead of time or ahead of the season for those. Um, the way they do it, it it's, it's a show up. You know, early in the morning on Tuesday or Thursday, you usually typically get there about 4, uh, 4.30 in the morning. Wildlife and fishers will have a few agents present on the premises, and everybody there draws a, a uh, ping pong ball with a number on it, and then they will designate and call out people um, who are drawn to hunt the uh, blinds and facilities that are available on the South Forum Complex. Uh, guys, I remember back in the day when I first started, I was I was just in college and we were hunting South Forum. Uh, that was I had moved to Baton Rouge to go to LSU, and that was one of my uh, my my first places I started going in order to be able to public waterfowl hunt. You know, growing up, I was a good way from a good two hours from home. Growing up in Evangeline Parish, where I had hunted the rice fields and and you know a lot of the the lakes off of Dewey Wheels and all that type of stuff. So. Being being a new college student in Baton Rouge, I went I went to those lottery hunts and tried to get drawn for those hunts. Um, and the way they do it, guys, is if you get drawn for a, a hunt that morning, basically they'll give you ten minutes or so to gather up your gear, and uh, they will put you in the back of a, a agent's truck, a wildlife and fisheries agent's truck, and they will take you to whatever specific blind that you drew. 
um, that you drew your ball for. So it's a it's a pretty cool process. Some of the, the, the blinds are actual blinds that you can hunt out of, and some of them are located in, in uh, maybe crawfish ponds or stuff like that. So you have to have a little bit of, a, of your own type of cover. Um, so we used to haul in a little bit of fast grass and just some stuff that was lightweight that we could kind of, maybe it was burlap or something like that, make a makeshift blonde. And guys, back in the day when I was in college, it used to be the place to go. You'd show up on a Tuesday or a Thursday morning and there was 40 to 50 people there every week. It was like that. Um, and sometimes nowadays it's still like that. I hunted it at least once over the last couple of seasons and, um, you know, I didn't see the numbers quite that big, but I've heard guys that do hunt it on a regular basis say, yeah, some mornings you show up, there might be 40, 50 people there. Um, the ones that I saw in the last couple of years, you, we were averaging probably anywhere from, I'd say, 15 to, you know, maybe 25 people, somewhere in that range. Um, and they have X amount of blinds. I believe it's seven blinds that they have on the facility that uh, you could draw and you could hunt three hunters per blind. So, you know, when you get those days where it's low low attendance show up, you have a really good opportunity to get drawn. And uh, the South Forum Complex guys, like I said, it, they partnered, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, partnered with Ducks Unlimited and some other some other big uh, national uh, investors and contributors to uh, to create the South Forum Complex on Sherbert WMA, and they gear it and manage it for waterfowl guys. So I told Jackson, I said, we're going to ride out to South Forum. Um, we're going to go out there and take a look at it because the deal with teal season is it does not operate on a lottery system. So if you go out to South Forum for teal season, it's open to the public at that point. You do not have to participate in a lottery hunt. Uh, basically, <clears throat> what it is is you line up as a hunter. It's first come, first serve. You line up at the gate, and then you could go and you could, you, you could go and hunt the complex. Now, <clears throat> I will tell you this. If you've never hunted it before, you're going to want a four-wheeler, an ATV, uh, something that's legal. Check the regulations before you go. Make sure that your tires are you know, within specs of what the regulations call for uh, because that is something, of course, that wildlife and fishers will stop you and check you for. Make sure you have your hip certification. Just make sure all your, all your P's and Q's are in line. You have everything ready to go. But <clears throat> from the front gate where you enter the facility to where you're actually going to be hunting the fields, um, you will want to have an ATV, guys, or at least a bicycle at minimum. You're not going to be able to walk. You're talking several miles to the back facility where you hunt at. Um, it's a nice facility. It's a shell road. Uh, if you have an ATV, it's a nice ride out to the, you know, on an ATV out to the fields. Um, and then once you get to the fields, you do have signs telling you where you cannot go past. So it is clearly marked for you. There's some, uh, there's, you're going to have to probably more than likely park at a, at a stop sign where you can't go any further past it and then walk to where you want to hunt from there. But there's lots of opportunity um, in certain situations um, in certain years. There's lots of opportunity to be able to walk to. Now, for teal season, guys, this is the important thing. Mother Nature plays a huge part in the South Forum Complex opportunities to hunt during teal season. What I mean by that is that rainfall is really important. So we went out there, like I mentioned, on Sunday, guys, and we shot some video on the uh, on the GoPro that we have posted up on our Facebook page, um, also on our YouTube channel. It's a couple of short videos. 
Um, I have to tell you that there, if you're familiar with the South Forum Complex, there's an observation tower right in the middle of all the all the ponds. Um, right now, guys, it is bone dry. And when I tell you bone dry, it is bone dry when you're looking around that observation tower. All the fields around the observation tower are holding absolutely zero water. And they haven't had water for a while because it is, it is the ground's cracked. Um, you can tell there hasn't been a whole lot of water holding in those ponds. Food source for food sources are the wet most moist soil management that they've done this year is absolutely phenomenal right now guys there's no water at the moment but south form has an irrigation system that they could bring water from outside into the the impoundment so for big duck season guys i'm telling you the food sources are there if we have ducks this season and we they make it down here and you hunt the the lottery hunts it's going to probably be on fire especially the first couple of weekends that it opens up or the first couple of weeks that it opens up they have natural forage that that is exceptional right now throughout the impoundment they've done a really good job wild rice they have plenty to eat and get in there and uh and feast on once they draw that water into the impoundment and they flood it all it's going to be it's going to be really nice so in my opinion if the birds are down and you hunt the lotteries this year for big duck season it's going to be really really good but for teal season, guys, it's not—it's probably not going to be the number one choice to go to. If you don't have any opportunities to hunt anywhere else, then hell, give it a shot. It's gonna—you know—if you ain't got no other place to hunt and you want to make a teal hunt, uh, you know, with a hundred degree weather, then hell, go for it. You know, we're, we're like that. We'll do it. We'll we'll hunt that. That you know, a hundred degree weather if they got birds. You know, but not everybody wants to to do that. And that's something that, that we're willing to do, you know. But um, I would tell you this, guys. If you're planning on making a trip out there to teal hunt for teal season in a few weeks, go ahead of time, scout it out, get ready to do some walking, bring you a bring you an extra pair of cassons like we call them here in Louisiana. Or for those of you who aren't Cajun and don't speak Cajun, bring you an extra pair of underwear because... You're going to need it. You're going to need a change of clothes because it is hot. And you're going to have to do some walking, guys. Now, I walked the entire impoundment pretty much. And I did discover they have some, some pockets of water. Those of you guys who, who know that area, you probably know where the congregation of water is on the impoundment. I'm going to let you guys who scout, I'm going to keep that between us and y'all. I'm not going to tell the internet scouter exactly where to go you're gonna have to go put in some time and scout you know i could i could lead you to the area but i can't i'm not gonna give you everything you have to put in some time and some work if you want to seriously go out and hunt this you know so and that's just out of respect for the guys who are putting in the time scouting so you know not trying to be a butt about it i just want to i want to you know, I want to keep it real. And, 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 you know, I think those guys that go and put their time and scout it should have that, should be rewarded and have that information, you know, to themselves. So is there water on the premises as of this past weekend? Yes, there is some water, guys. There, there's enough water to hold some teal. I actually stayed there a couple of hours 
I observe probably let's I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna be you know conservative on my estimate but we saw probably anywhere from 75 to 100 125 teal total if I had to guess um, it wasn't a, a lot it wasn't as much as I've seen in some years um, but it was a good sign because we're still three weeks away very warm temperatures um, over the last couple of weeks and then this week we got the, that little break at night where it cooled off at night so who knows guys that could have brought some more birds in we're gonna find out because I do plan on making another trip to out to do some scouting but the the moral of this story is that is there water to hunt on South Form? yes there is I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you I'm not going to tell you, oh, like a lot of guys are going to do on other videos. They're going to sit there and tell you, ah, oh, there's no water. Don't go out there. They're only going to show you stuff where there's no water. No, I'm not going to do that, guys. There is some water on South Farm. But is it a lot? It's not a lot. Can it hold? How many hunters can it hold? Well, that's going to be hard to say because we still have a couple of weeks until it actually opens. We have a, like we mentioned earlier in the show, we have a tropical depression or a tropical storm and possibly a hurricane that could that could come in here next week and drop a bunch of rain in south louisiana so we may have more water and water may not be an issue throughout the complex which is something i would not mind seeing not a major storm but i would love to see some rain come through and fill up some of those areas on south form right now that are bone dry because i think those of us who are planning on teal hunting in that specific area it would spread us out, give us a lot more opportunity to spread out from each other and probably bring a lot more success to our hunts than just trying to fight over some congregated, you know, hunter, a group of hunters that are trying to fight for the same little pieces of water. Um, I don't think that's going to be a good thing if, it, if it's uh, the same way that it was this past weekend. But like I said, we have two to three weeks before the season opens. Uh, so we got a little bit of time for Mother Nature to kind of do her thing. The good news is I was I was surprised compared to last season. Um, I, I would say there's probably more water than there was last season um, in those specific areas of the complex that are holding water. So that was really good to see. I was surprised by that. I was I was really really happy to see groups of teal there. And guys, it, it was shallow water, perfect for teal. Um, <laughs> they would actually fly in, and, and you guys. It's hard to capture that on a GoPro video, especially when you're in the wide open watching birds like that. Uh, but we do have some clips of it. If you see them, <clears throat> they didn't seem like they were real spooked, which they shouldn't be. It's the beginning of the year. Um, they haven't seen a lot of human pressure yet. Haven't heard, had the guns going off, you know, that type of that type of pressure. But uh, they weren't they weren't real skittish. Um, they were actually coming in and they'd fly over the tree line and land in in, in the area we were scouting. Or the it was actually a couple of areas where we saw them. They weren't just congregated in one certain little area. Um, so they would come over the trees and they would make a couple of passes. You know, all together, beautiful. You know what you look. You know, you know how it is to watch that and see them when they're working. And they would come down, land in that water, and they were literally walking in mud at some points and sitting in the mud on on kind of like dry high land, I guess you could say, not dry land, but higher land. So the water level was actually really good. Seemed like they liked it. They were sitting there resting. Uh, we saw a couple of groups of them just feeding. Um, that was really nice to see. A lot of males, like I mentioned earlier in the show, a lot of times these males 
for some reason show up first and then you'll start kind of getting a mixed bag as they they continue to grow in numbers um so that was really really promising to see um but like i said how's it gonna pan out we still got a couple of weeks guys so those of you who are interested in making some hunts is it worth going out there to check out yeah it's worth going out to check out most of us who are serious about the sport and are going to be hunting you're going to go check it out what no matter what i say you may say hey he's lying to me or hey he's he's uh, you know he's full of shit well you're going to probably go check it out anyway and good for you i applaud you for that but for those of you who are you know internet scouting and you're listening to the show and you're not putting in that time then it's you know you're going to have to go put it's not just going to be able to show up and go go hunt the morning of opening weekend you're going to have to put in a little bit of time and go check it out to know where where you need to go and where the birds are guys so if you're heading out that way um you know i wish you the best of luck i hope we could keep it uh, to where everybody's you know getting along well and we could uh we could all have some successful hunts for opening weekend of teal season um or at least you know for the first couple of weeks of teal season it'd be nice to have a, a good solid teal season all the way through but uh but yeah it's worth checking out guys that's that's the thing that's the report we got for you and it's a no bs report i'm being honest with you when i tell you that's what we saw um that's what we experienced and we were able to sit there and watch some some birds so i'm looking forward to taking a, a second trip out and doing a little bit of scouting again and uh i'm really looking forward to it i have to admit um so hopefully we have a really good teal season guys so guys i'm just gonna close it out here this week as always i want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode uh we could not do it without you we do it a lot of it is because of you uh we enjoy sharing these 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 experiences and these these stories and talking waterfowl hunting um with each and every one of you whether even if even the haters even all the haters that 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 chime in which is i have to admit guys it's not many we, we get a couple um but you know what you, those guys you can't change their minds you can never tell them anything better they know the best way to do it we all know those type of guys and you know what we have to we have to deal with it that's just the way it is but for the most part everybody is 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 been phenomenal for supporting the show we really do appreciate it uh we ask that you share share tell our story to your friends share our pages with your friends get them on our youtube channel subscribe smash those subscribe buttons uh start tuning in for the videos because we plan on doing this all throughout the season guys and uh and we're getting more into it my boys like i mentioned are getting into it now and uh and i look at at doing this for them as they get older if they want to take it and run with it uh man i'd love to see them be able to share these experiences and, and everything we discuss and film with their friends and how awesome to look back years from now and, and watch a youtube video uh from you know 10 years ago and how different you looked at life and how different things were uh as outdoorsmen and hunters it's, it's such a cool concept it's it's a, it's a great thing to be able to do i if y'all like me I, I love going back looking at the old videos of you know i wish you know, at my, when we started years ago, I wish we would have had the uh, the technology we got now to be able to film that stuff. But guys, look, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I wish everybody the best of luck. Thank God every day for your opportunities you have to be outdoors and enjoy the great outdoors. And until next time, guys, this is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors signing off and wishing you the best opportunities and experiences in the outdoors. Have a good one, guys.